Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And I am smoking a cigar in the house and getting divorced. But this one is for you, Eli Apple. This one is for you, my friend. Patrick Allen with Sterling Holmes, Matt Verderam, drinking an Arrow Red Lager. Fellas, holy crap. Oh, yes, my man with the humidor. Thoughts, boys? They're going to the Super Bowl for the third time in four seasons. And I got to say, I think a huge, huge, huge part of the credit goes to a defense that when they had to get off the field, they did it. I won't lie, third and 16, they gave that up to Hayden Hurst. It felt like the beginning of the end. But they stayed tough. They hung in there. Chris Jones was unbelievable. Not only the two sacks, but just constant pressure, constantly causing problems. Um, And then, look, let's face it, that game's going to, I believe, be remembered forever for that play right at the end, both depending upon your, your fandom, for Mahomes running on one leg to try to get them into the Super Bowl, and for Joseph Osai making about the dumbest play I've ever seen in my life. I don't know about you guys. When Bucker came on the field, as bad as they've been on special teams this year, there was no doubt. That thing was going right down the middle. Got it done. They're back in the Super Bowl. Oh, who day? A bunch of fucking jabronis. Travis <laughs> Kelsey, all-timer, calling out the mayor. It was like he just injected himself with KC beer in the three minutes he came off the field. Was he already drunk? It was amazing. I, I am just in awe of this team. They got it done with Tony going out with Hardman going out, with Juju Smith-Schuster going out. Justin Watson, not on the roster. Marcus Kemp coming up with a massive catch to get a first down. Marcus fucking Kemp. For all the talk about Sky Moore as a punt returner, he was the only guy left. What did he do? He set the Chiefs up. This was a redemption game in the truest sense of the word. Everyone got their redemption. Chris Jones, no sacks in the playoffs. What does he do? Stones. I mean, this game was unreal. Rookies making plays, veterans making plays, Mahomes making plays. I can't get over this. This is just an incredible story. Uh, I am am fucking stoked if you can't tell. Huge, huge redemption arc for a lot of guys. A lot of guys who were the, the, you know, they were part of the the trouble, part of of the problem earlier in the year. Not that this team had very many, but Sky Moore, you were terrified to have him back there. How, what what does a game like this do to his confidence to be part of the the winning drive? A huge part. They don't win that game without Sky Moore's return, period. Um, absolutely no. incredible. Harrison Butker, you know, people are like, ah, we got to get rid of Butker. We got to start looking for a kicker, you know, because um, he has a little bit of a rough pa- Just I'm so happy for those guys. I mean, look, it was a game of, of things you probably didn't expect going in, right? I mean, Sky Moore, 
honestly, he had two big returns. One gets called back on the hold. It has the huge return when he needs it most. Uh, by the way, I've seen a lot of people who day, uh, he day, Mahomes day. I, I think that's at this point. In fact, I think if I was Kansas City star, that'd be my my headline, Mahomes day. Um, but look, I said all week long, I picked the Bengals in the game because I needed to see the Chiefs against this team execute in crucial spots. I got to tell you, the second half of that game, for a long time, you're like, oh, God, here it comes. Like, the fumble with Mahomes, the ball slips out of his hands. Like, you're not even mad at him. It's a, it's just a freak thing, but it's like the ball comes out of his hand. Fourth and six. They had great coverage. And, like, oh, just a great play by Chase, right? Like, one of those things you're like, what are you going to do? Like, they're all over him. Like, you, you couldn't do any better. And yet, the defense, and I think a lot of Chiefs fans here, if you're honest with yourself, like <laughs> – when they punted the ball from the 38-yard line, I was like, what are they doing? Oh, my God. Like, just go for it. Anything. Like, they're never going to see the ball again. I give the defense all the credit in the world. They stepped up in a way that I didn't know they could, to be very blunt. And, you know, it was not, not really so much even because of them, but just it's Burrow and, and he's accustomed to these moments. They got off the field more with a huge return. Mahomes with the play of a lifetime. Osai with one of the dumbest penalties. I mean, look, I, I feel bad for the kid, it, but, I mean, that is one of the it's, – it, it's a penalty. I mean, clear as day. It's a penalty. Hit him two steps out of bounds, and Bucker drills it. It was an MVS, by the way. Let it not go any further. Like, what a game he had. Yeah. When they needed him, when they've got nobody else to catch a pass outside of, of course, Kelsey, Pacheco on that one play where he got hit by, like, three guys on a swing pass and turns it up for 15 yards. Uh, just an awesome effort out of a team that a lot of times gets branded as like, well, the finesse and they're this. They needed to be anything but finesse in this game. And they showed they could do it, and now they go to the Super Bowl. I was just about to say that, Verderam. They won this game today because they were the tougher team. They did, no doubt. And, no doubt. And we don't say that about them a lot. I mean, this was awesome. And that's what they'll need to win the Super Bowl, by the way is another performance like that on defense. They're going to be playing a very good team. But we'll get to that. we got two weeks to get to that. Um, yeah. Sterling, like, what are your as – a, as a, we're all Chiefs fans, and this is a Chiefs fan podcast here. What, do you, what were you feeling in those sort of closing minutes? Like, when the Skymore return happened and you realized, oh, my God, they've got a real shot to, to end this right now. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. 
If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Yeah, I I was obviously nervous. I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was extremely nervous the entire fourth quarter. But when Skymore had the huge return, it just felt like redemption. Not only that, I just said, give Butker a 55-yarder. If you can have him try a 55-yarder, I think he can kick it in this wind, in this cold. I, I All season long, I've been someone who stood by him for this the, these moments in particular. A big leg, he's clutch. We know this. He's made a kick like this before. He'll do it again. He's not too overwhelmed by the moment. No. The Mahomes run, I got a little nervous, full transparency, because he wasn't moving very well all game. He tried taking off multiple times earlier on in the game, and there was just no give. There was nothing there. It it was Fred Flintstone. Dude dude had, like, Jordans on, rocks on his feet. This one time they needed some yards, he got out. You mentioned the penalty. Butker was nails. I'm not going to lie. When they lined up for the field goal, I just assumed it was in. There was no doubt in my mind. Harrison was drilling that. Look, I will be the first one to say I'm 34 years old. Okay, I've been a fan of them since 93 when I was five. No matter how many times they win, I think I'm always going to be conditioned, frankly, to just be terrified with them in big spots. It's just, it's in me. I'm not as bad as I used to be, but there's always that part of me. It's like, oh God, like what next? And yet in that in that moment, certainly I'm 100% with you, man. When he lined up for that kick, I was like, that son of a bitch is going to kick this thing right through the uprights. Like I, I was more nervous that when there were eight seconds left, that Andy was going to try to run one more play. Like that yes. was honestly, I was like, yep. oh god, he's going to try to throw like a stop route <laughs> at the sideline. Like that was easily my biggest part of the terror. Like <laughs> once I saw Butker, I can genuinely say all my anxiety washed away. Once I saw him coming out, I'm like, just get the hold down. And if that yeah. happens, it's going right through. Look, it, it, uh, there was a great game. They had no receivers left. They were missing Gay, missing Snead. I mean, they were beat to shit in that game. They really were. Yeah. And I don't look, the Bengals too, missing three offensive linemen, missing Boyd. Like, they, it wasn't like they were perfectly healthy or woozy. But the Chiefs went that game thinking they had all these guys and lost all of them. I give them all the credit in the world, especially, let's let it be said, they had. Four rookies in that secondary for a huge chunk of this game against Chase, Burrow, Higgins, all of it. Like, Hurst is a halfway decent tight end, but especially Higgins and Chase. And yet, at the end of it all, Higgins had 83 yards and a touchdown, Chase had 75 yards. Nobody else had more than 40. Like, the Chiefs held Burrow to 6.6 yards in attempt, a touchdown, and two picks with four rookies. Not bad. By the way, I was called delusional by Bengals fans going into the game. I said, Frank Clark and Chris Jones would both have a sack. They did. And no Bengals wide receiver would go up uh, over 90 yards. And, uh, yeah, no Bengals wide receiver goes over 90 yards. Congratulations, Bengals fan, for being delusional. I thought delusional. you were delusional when you said that, too. <laughs> I'll be honest hey. with you. You're the oracle, man. I'll take it. I, who who but, said Chiefs are going to win by three? Come <laughs> on. You did. You did. You're right I, had, I had one half of this right. I had one half. I said the Chiefs would score 23. I gave the Bengals one too many touchdowns. I'm, I'm damn glad about I, it. I, 
I wouldn't have believed that they could hold this Bengals offense, even without the offensive lineman, to 20 points. It was incredible. And you're right, Verderham, when after the after the personal foul penalty, <laughs> I think Mahomes was worried about what you were worried about too. Because if you noticed, they cut to him as he was jogging back across the field and he was going like this. Like, get Bucker out of here right now. <laughs> uh, Andy, don't don't do anything crazy. Let's just let's get out of here with the win. I mean, we let's just let's spend a little bit of time on Mahomes. By the way, this is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. We're brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company. I gotta get that in. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. I'm drinking our own custom arrow red lager here. If you're looking up for a place to celebrate. Get your ass down to the beer hall at Casey Beer Call, Casey Beer Co. tonight, tomorrow, all week long. Party all week long and drink. You can get Arrowhead Arrow Red Lager there at the beer hall. Let's just spend a few minutes. To, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, like this post if you think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Like this post if you think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Can we talk about Patrick Mahomes? I mean, we already knew he was great. We already knew he was going to the Hall of Fame. And he still has another Super Bowl here to play to pad his resume even more. But just this performance alone, you know, three AFC championship titles, that matters. That matters when they're voting for the Hall of Fame, especially since he's already got that Super Bowl. Um, what is this? How does this add to Patrick Mahomes' legacy, Verderam? Well, I mean, look, if nothing else, like no matter what happens in two weeks, hopefully they win. Uh, I mean, how many how many quarterbacks have ever started in three Super Bowls? Okay, here here's the I mean the entire list. It's going to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Is Bob Greasy, Roger Stallback, Terry Bradshaw, all Hall of Famers, Montana Hall of Famer, obviously Brady and and Peyton Manning, both well one will be one is in the Hall of Fame. Um, Aikman Hall of Famer, Kelly Hall of Famer, uh, Elway Hall of Famer. Is that it? Roethlisberger is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think that's the whole list. Am I am I forgetting somebody? Am I am I losing my marbles? I think that's it. Like, not bad, not bad. Like, I, I mean, you're talking about now. If any of you wins another Super Bowl, by the way, in case you're wondering, they opened as one and a half point favorites. The line has already shifted to Philly minus two and a half. So a ton of money coming in on the Eagles. Um, what happened last week when that happened? It worked out okay. Um, so look, I, I think. You know, ultimately, what matters is for for envy, you know, for for quarterbacks and their legacies, MVPs, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl appearances, Pro Bowls, All Pro teams. Well, I mean, he just he just got the Super Bowl again, and he's twenty seven, and he's been there three times. So, yeah. not bad. Um, give him a man, give him all the credit in the world. Like the guy is out there gutting it out to no end, and goes twenty nine of forty three for three twenty six two touchdowns, and the biggest scramble of his life. And, it, I mean, my God, he's throwing to nobody. I mean, yeah. other than Kelsey and MVS, give him credit, had a huge day. They're throwing it. Sky Moore, they're throwing it. I mean, Marcus Kemp's out there. They got Fortune and Gray lined up like their receivers. I mean, it was a shit show. Yeah. yeah. So, and they, they still won. They still beat him. It was, uh, regardless of how this shakes in two weeks, it was a performance to remember. I gotta, I gotta say something too. Some of the, some of the messages in the chat, and this, this happens when you pick against the Chiefs. I see some people saying Matt, Matt's a fake fan. They're oh, really funny. mad about Matt. When, when, when you, <laughs> when you pick against the Chiefs, they come for you. But I'll tell you what, if you, if you're gonna listen to this podcast or watch the show, one of the things that people love about it, and particularly about Verderan, is he tells it like it is. He calls it like he sees it. He doesn't sugarcoat. He doesn't bullshit. 
You're not going to get a sanitized version of opinions here. If we think the Chiefs are going to lose, we're going to tell you we think the Chiefs are going to lose. But if you think for a fucking second we want the Chiefs to lose, you need to go see a shrink. All right? So if that makes you mad that, that we tell it like it is, go watch one of the other podcasts. I'm sure they'll all pick the Chiefs all across the board. At Arrowhead Attic, you're going to get it straight. And I think we've picked against the Chiefs like five times ever. So Listen, listen. I have no problem with it. That's fine. I mean, I'm glad. You think I'm, you think I'm upset? Right. <laughs> I'm thrilled to death. Hey, sometimes I always – I am a fan, but I'm also like I'm paid to be professional about this too. I cover the whole league, and I, I never have hidden that I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm honest. I'm honest. Like I in that game, I wanted to see the Chiefs prove that they wouldn't make the big mistake against the Bengals. I mean, let's be real. They yep. had done it three straight times. And by the way, they kind of did it again for parts of that game. The, the Mahomes fumble, fucking Andrew Wiley. I was ready to I was ready to put myself to the screen. This taunting <laughs> penalty, his holding penalty. I mean, let's be honest. The Chiefs could have blown them out of the building in the first half. That game could have been over in the first half. Now, again, the difference tonight compared to the other three games was at the end of the game, they made the couple of plays that won it. They made those plays. And the biggest thing that changed, the Bengals made the big mistake. The Bengals are the ones who flinched at the end. He made – oh, side, look, kids sobbing on the sideline. Let's be real. That's the kind of play – like, that follows you for a lifetime. And that, I mean, it was dumb. It wasn't close. It wasn't borderline. It wasn't one of those things you're like, well, I mean, he's two steps out of bounds, man. Like, what do you, the second he hit him, I didn't even think, like, are they going to call it? Oh, they're going to call it. I mean, they have to call it. So give all the credit to the Chiefs coming through in a huge moment in a way that, frankly, they hadn't in the last three games. And you combine that with the Osai mistake that the Chiefs didn't make late in the game. That's all different. You guys keep talking. I got to get a beer. <laughs> this was the 08 U.S. Open for Tiger Woods. That was the performance we just saw from Patrick Mahomes. Yes. One leg, getting it done in a massive, massive moment. I do want to hit a few super chats because I do want to say we appreciate everyone who's here listening, yes, watching, celebrating, having a good time. Some Bengals fans trying to hate on us. Keep it up. Thanks for bumping the numbers up. Uh, but thank you guys for the super <laughs> chats. We really do appreciate it. Daniel says Arrowhead. Good call. Travis Kelsey in his post-game speech just screaming, Burrowhead, my ass. Make that into a fucking t-shirt right now. Take yep. my money. Bump a BB. MVS de- deserves more respect than he's gotten. We hit on it early. We'll probably touch more again. But MVS going over 100 yards. His breakout game. No costly drops. Found a way to get a connection with Mahomes deep. MVS was the de facto wide receiver one. For half this game, he was it. He was the guy. And guess what? He got it done. He earned that contract. Uh, Slothy style. Yep, the refs did all they could to rig this game. And the Bengals still lost. Uh, USAF Chiefs fan. I don't want to hear get rid of Butker ever again. Chris Stone Cold tonight, player of the game, Super Bowl. Anthony Arvin, I shaved my chest and farted twice. Go <laughs> Chiefs. Good for you, Anthony. Way to go, uh, Anthony. 19 EHF, Cincy Mayor and Mike Hilton quiet. Good point. Yeah. Jim, thank you for the super chat. And Oldsters Overland, all is forgiven, Matt. Drinking a Casey beer. Relishing the moment. Don't take this for granted. Thank you guys so much for all your donations, all the super chats. 
Appreciate it. Yeah. Super chats get priority. Rest of the show. We appreciate your support so much. Uh, Fellas, if I told you at the beginning of the season, we'd be here in uh, at the very end of January, drinking our own beer with our logo on it that we made celebrating a chiefs AFC championship victory. Would you have signed up for that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Another super chat from uh, Mason Jupe. Uh, appreciate you. Bengals will talk about the late hit. Like we talk about Frank Clark lining up in the neutral zone. That was actually D Ford. Uh, it was D Ford that lined up in the neutral zone. Frank Clark has actually shown up in the playoffs for the chiefs. So, um, Frank was great. Let's talk a little bit about the the, the password. Oh, and by the way, to so all the people, and, and I knew with all the like with the with the play that they had to whistle dead and all that stuff that all the the Bengals fans that they're going to be, it's going to be great because after listening to them for a whole week, talk about how all the Bills are sore losers and blah 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 blah. You know, for all the way until the end of the Super Bowl. Oh, the NFL's it's rigged. They wanted Mahomes to go to the Super Bowl. I, mean, I, I need to say this real quick because I hate people that do this with a passion. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass. Rigged, not rigged. You take it and you go right to Arizona with it, rigged baby. You take up a class action lawsuit. I don't give a shit. They won the game. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't care what anybody thinks about it. You know what? You could tell oh, the you know, Chiefs got five downs. Who cares? It didn't matter. They ended up punting the ball anyway. Didn't fact. Oh, look, I agree. Like that was a very bizarre thing. Didn't make any bit of difference. The Bengals actually gained yardage out of it because the Chiefs ended up getting sacked. Right. The Bengals had. I would say this, and God knows anybody who ever listens to me would know this is true. I would say this the other way. The Bengals had the game on their racket twice in the fourth quarter, and they pissed their pants. So spare me the whole, oh, you know, it's not fair. It's not right. Go home. You lose if you're the Bengals in this case. And you know what? Go back and watch our show from a year ago after the Chiefs lost. Yep. We weren't sitting here crying. Hey, the Chiefs, they screwed the pooch, man. They lost that game. And tonight, Chiefs went out and got the job done. And on the flip side, the Bengals, who, by the way, couldn't say enough all week long. How's that going? Yeah. Hey, Burrowhead. That's Kelsey. By the way, if, guys, a fan side. If we don't make a T-shirt that says "Burrowhead my ass," we we have failed as a company. Yeah, you you missed that when you went to go grab a beer. That was that was first on the agenda when you it, were it, gone. We it needs to happen. Eating yeah. W's like Jameis Winston, baby. Eating W's like Jameis Winston. Right. And let's talk about the trash talk. I mean, you saw it after the game. You know, guys like Mahomes, Kelsey, there, there were, were hot, little man. grumbles coming out of the Chiefs locker room this week, but by and large, they did a pretty good job of like keeping keeping themselves under control. After that game, Kelsey went and found found Mahomes, given an interview to say, you know, Burrow had my ass. Uh, he called the Bengals a bunch of jabronis. It was a great. <laughs> he's my favorite Chief of all time now. Like he has. Did you see the has, tweet Mahomes just put out? No, no, no. Are you guys familiar with Pete Weber, the bowler? Yeah. yeah. Who do you think that, you are? I am. He tweeted out that gif of, of Weber doing the crotch chop and then pointing at himself and screaming, who do you think you are? I am. Absolutely oh. hilarious. They, this, I don't know what's better. The, the game or what's about to happen out of that locker room for the next, like, 12 hours. Yeah. Because, by the way, 
Frank Clark apparently did an interview with James Palmer of NFL Network that was one question long, and Palmer is like, I'm going to tweet it out, but I, it only took one question. <laughs> I mean, anything's on the table for the next couple yeah. hours tonight. Anything. Hopefully, yeah. they'll do something to get themselves suspended. The Bengals were unbearable, right? And look, if you go back and you watch our show at last year after the after the Chiefs lost, I feel like we were pretty we were pretty gracious about the Bengals, their young team, and that they did the biggest heel turn this season. But, but even Burrow, who I generally like, wearing his sorry in advance T shirt and their coach like trying to make a, oh, nobody believes in this thing out of the the fact that they sell tickets to the AFC Championship game. They were selling tickets to the divisional game to Jaguars fans. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, it's just so satisfying after they talk all that mess, especially Eli Apple, who's like the worst. I, I, I wrote in an article this week, he's the worst trash talker in the NFL because he can't back up any of it, but he talks more than anybody else. Having to deal with him, having to listen to their coach, having to have Burrow think he's all smirky, do your trash talking afterwards. One of my favorites was when uh, when, the, when the Cavs beat the Warriors, came back from the 3-2 lead, and LeBron got off the plane in an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt. See, that's when you can do the trash talking. After yep. you've done something, after you've won, your fucking three wins over the Chiefs didn't mean jack shit today, pal. It didn't mean jack shit. It didn't gain you a single yard, and you talked all this mess and got overconfident. And the Chiefs, now they get to, for a whole year, no matter what happens in the Super Bowl for a whole year until these teams play again next season, the Chiefs could talk all the smack they want. I love it. Hey, not bad for a retooling year, huh? Not too bad. I'm going to get another beer. Okay. First and foremost, can we get Brett Veach some love? The rookie class that he put together, the impact they had in this game. It's absurd, dude. Oh, bro. Annie Apple, Eli Apple's mom deleted her Twitter account. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's leave the moms out of this. I'm just hey, hey, no. hey. I'm not I'm not taking any shots at the woman, but she, I think you would say she injects herself a lot in this stuff. I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying she deleted her Twitter account. That is my report. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying anything ill of the woman. She loves her son. I back that hundred percent. She deleted her Twitter account. Oh. It's, been a tough, it's been a tough day, man, for the uh, Oh, it's been Bengals. brutal. Oh, I, I do want to give some more shout-outs, some legitimate – I know we're, we're celebrating, but just a legitimate shout-out to Brett Veach, the job he did, yeah. this rookie class. Spagnolo having to work with a whole bunch of young guys, all new pieces, getting it done in what is the, what, biggest game of the year so far, second biggest game possible. It's incredible. Karloft is getting a sack. Brian Cook actually coming up big. Joshua Williams having to play because Legereus Sneed goes down. Trim McDuffie being CB1. Jalen Watson getting another interception. By the way, any playoff game Jalen Watson's played in, he's got an interception. Not bad. Isaiah Pacheco getting a touchdown. I mean, it's just absurd how impactful Sky Moore having to get snaps in this game. Give him credit. This is ridiculous. Hey, Amen. Again, like, by the way, I don't know if you saw, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm trying to keep track to keep people informed while we're watching. Um, Frank Clark lit up a cigar on the field. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say he lit it up. It was lit by Neil Smith for him, and they smoked cigars <laughs> together on the field. Oh, my God. Just laughing at Cincinnati. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, look, man, I'm not a whole 
I'm not big into like the trash talk, even just from our seat. Like I'm a big like let the game play. Let's see how things play out. The Bengals and that, frankly, the mayor talks so much shit all week long. Like you know what, you get what you deserve. And I'm not saying like they won the game. Would I would I would come on here and said Chiefs made some mistakes. Hats off to them. But when you're gonna talk that amount of crap, you better back it up. Yep. And, and I, frankly, they're lucky they were in the game as long as they were in. They really yeah. were. I mean, that game could have been out of hand early had the Chiefs not had a few plays. Mahomes was on one leg. Kelsey didn't even know if he was going to play a few hours prior to the game. They're missing guys like crazy, and they still won. They still beat you. I mean, my God, Burrow's out there with Higgins and Chase. Mahomes is trying to complete passes to Marcus Kemp, and they won. They won anyway. So – um, hey man, the, the Chiefs, Bengals fans can be pissed, salty, whatever. Hell with it. Like, you had every opportunity to win that game two times. All I heard all week is how Burrow's the guy. If he wins this game, Burrow's the guy. Well, he had yep. two chances to win this game, and they did jack shit. Wasn't like they missed a field goal, wasn't like some receiver dropped a huge ball on him down the field. They did nothing, couldn't get a block, couldn't get a play down the field. It is what it is. The Chiefs deserve to win that game. And look, we're not going to get in the Super Bowl here tonight, but. That should be a great game because I think they're the two best teams in the NFL. So that well, should be an awesome football game to watch. That's why they call him Joe Burr because he's ice cold when the game's in the line. Couldn't complete a pass. Uh, let's get into a few more Super Chat. Cheryl Nall, I will buy that shirt. Arrowhead always. Appreciate the support. Ben says, Kelsey, my hometown. Jess, uh, Travis Kelsey telling Cincinnati Mayor to know his place and shut his mouth will forever be awesome, as you, Verderam, were alluding to. And then Shane, your GM, do you keep MVS next year? Uh, I mean, if, if playoff MVS is a thing, if, if Super Bowl MVS is a thing, I'm resigning him. I mean, yeah, like, look, contracts for receivers are nuts. I mean, it, yeah. you're going to tell me that guy's not worth $10 million a year? That guy's yeah. worth $10 million a year. Like, he mm-hmm. absolutely is. I Look. But, you know, this is why, too, when people go so nuts about, well, you know, what has he done this year? First of all, he had a career high in yardage. Like, he's, he was better this year than he was in any other year. And that doesn't mean he's incredible, but he's he should have been what they expected or even a little more than they expected. Why would you – like, you're going to get rid of that guy? Get rid of, I, I'm not. Look, if I'm the chief – first of all, I, I got to tell you, I don't care what iota right now, but what, what they're going to do with MVS come March. I respect it, and I respect the question. I'm happy to answer it. But, I mean, right now – they got one more river to cross. They got one more game. But tonight's a night to celebrate. Look, how many of you guys out there, and I know you two guys too, like the same boat, how many of you rooted for the Chiefs before Mahomes? How many of you rooted for the Chiefs when they were absolute full-blown garbage? Okay? <laughs> Man's wearing a castle T-shirt. Just for that, he should be sent to the home. All right? And so think about all the years. Of just either they were good but not good enough, or they were or they were downright awful, and they're 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 flying planes over the stadium about Pioli. This team is going to its third Super Bowl in four years. I mean, that is worth forget about the, the Super Bowl for a second, forget about all the rest of it. That's worth stopping and celebrating, regardless of what happens in two weeks. I hope they win. I think they have a very good shot to, but like right now, man. It's about what they did tonight. It's about who yeah. they've been. And it's about getting the job done on a, on a night where it was far from perfect. But they found a way, and they deserve a lot of credit for it. 
Got some more more trash talk uh, on Twitter from Colin Saunders. Hilarious. He wrote, and he tagged them. Yeah, go ahead and log off, bro. It finna get real ugly for y'all. At Mike Hilton, at Eli Apple. Also, <laughs> he, he follows up with, also, let Joe Cool and Jamar know we got extra cigars over here, too, if they wanted one. Hilarious. And there's somebody I want to talk about who we, we, I, we've touched on, but we haven't talked about a lot. Earlier, before the game, we had a pregame show. We did a segment where we talked about who was going to step up unexpectedly, who the Chiefs needed in this game. And I said Steve Spagnuolo. I've been saying it all week. This was a Steve Spagnuolo game. If Steve Spagnuolo could come out with the right kind of game plan to slow down the Bengals, even for a little bit, because you can't stop a team this talented, the Chiefs would have a good chance to win this game. And uh, Nate Taylor tweeted this out. A Chiefs fan to Steve Spagnuolo before he entered the locker room. Spags, man, you killed it. Spagnuolo responded with two words, thank you. You know, he takes a lot of heat. He takes a lot of heat from Chiefs fans for, the, for, for Kansas City not being the 85 Bears, and sometimes maybe it's warranted, but he is a very good defensive coordinator, and boy, did he do it today. He held the Bengals to no yards in the first quarter, yep. I believe. No yards. You want to know why the Chiefs – now, obviously, the players went out there and they executed the game plan, but he had something up there in that first quarter – that just stopped the Bengals in their tracks for a quarter of the game. Chiefs don't win without Steve Spagnuolo. You'll never convince me otherwise. Hell of a performance by him, and uh, he shouldn't be forgotten when we're talking about the reason why the Chiefs are going to their third Super Bowl in four years. When you're this good, when you're this dominant, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. You have a great quarterback. You've got a really good coaching staff. You have a general manager who finds value one through seven. I mean, look at, again, It's the point's been made, but it's worth making again. Look at tonight. Look at what their draft class did in that game. I mean, Carl Loftus has a sack. McDuffie, by the way, a quiet play in the in the grand scheme of things. When he jumped up and got just a bit of that ball that, we, that Burrow was throwing it to Higgins and to Flex, and it's a third and seventeen that doesn't get converted because of that. It's it's all night long watching Brian Cook, who deflects a ball that gets intercepted, play a really good game. You know, and and then obviously it's Joshua Williams. How many times did Josh Williams get beat tonight? I mean, not once in any real way. Jalen Watson, another pick. Isaiah Pacheco making play. Like okay. they they did everything they needed to do. And in the end, I think Patrick might be in trouble. In the end, <laughs> in the end, it's probably smoking in the house. Yeah, yeah, okay. Theory, <laughs> she's telling on me. Um by the way, more smack talk. I just got to throw this out here. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs are going nuts on Twitter. Juan, oh, Thorn- Juan, yeah. Juan Thornhill, Cancun on three with the heart <laughs> symbol. Uh, Colin Saunders back again. Gritty pack, shiesty pack, day pack, all hitting exquisitely right now. <laughs> exquisitely is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Brilliant. It's so uh, brilliant. And they, the, the, the Bengals deserve every single tweet. Every single tweet. I love it. I'm so happy. Listen, it's going to be listen. When you, oh god, they got a, they got a live Snapchat going from the locker room. They're smoking cigars. They're all yelling in the camera. Hey, listen, do you need get Chris Jones to join again? Or that'd be amazing. Listen, you know what? The bottom line to me is, if the Bengals, you talk all that crap, you got to come in the other direction. You got to go out and win. You got to back it. And if you back it up, hey, Frank Clark talked more crap than anyone I've ever seen the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And you know what? He backed it up. 
they went out and he especially made the plays. I honestly, all kidding aside, all BS aside, I have a lot of respect for the Bengals as a team. Like they are all these people who early in the year, you know, before the all the fraud, that team is not a fraud. That is a very good, very well-coached football team. Burrow's an excellent quarterback. Higgins and Chase are phenomenal. Probably the best dual receiver in the league. If not, maybe it's the Eagles or the Chiefs are about to see. But in the end, the Chiefs outplayed them. The Chiefs made the plays they needed to make. And look, this isn't going to be the last time these two teams see each other. These teams are going to see each other a lot in the coming years. I mean, I, I would be shocked if they don't. So – in the in the grand analysis, I think if you're the Bengals, you feel like, hey, this is a really good team. It's a tough loss. It's a really tough loss. Um, but it's it's a game that, in the end, sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. The Bengals played well. They didn't play well enough. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and they deservedly go to the Super Bowl. Well, I said in the pregame show, and it's 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 true, and I, I enjoy it. These two teams generally have a actual dislike for each other. It's not yeah, this yeah. facade. They truthfully do not like each other. It's fun. If you are a fan, it feels almost like college football, right? You're, I'm a Mizzou guy. You have that anger towards KU. You kind of have a little bit of that anger. You don't have the hundred years building up behind it of the Chiefs and the Bengals. These two teams, these players, as you can see by the trash talking, it's personal. It's not just yeah. fun. You saw a little extra. You saw the Chiefs, like you mentioned, play physical. They're always labeled as a finesse team. They said, fuck that. We're going to kick your ass. What did they do? They kicked their ass. Do you think Do you think uh, Eli Apple is going to meet the Bills in Cancun? <laughs> like, just like if he runs into them at the resort? Yeah, well, you, you, do you think he shoots like a group text over? It's like, listen, guys, I'm looking for somewhere to go now, too. <laughs> Um, it, it it's a game that the Chiefs gutted out. They deserve to win. Um, and I mean, look, well, you could go around when you win a game like that against a really good team like that. There's a lot of credit to go around. I mean, whether or not you're talking about the offensive line that I thought for the most part did a great job. They had to hold up for long stretches of time tonight, and they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mahomes, obviously, you know, Kelsey, who, by the way, everybody and their mother, remember Julian Edelman on Inside the NFL was talking about how he had heard from people, like, hey, the Bengals are talking about, hey, you got to get a hand on Kelsey. Did you do, well, they, they, didn't, they didn't do anything to Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey did whatever the hell he wanted to in that game. Seven um, of eight targets caught. Yeah, I mean, he, he killed him. Like, MVS steps up huge when need be. Um, you know, Pacheco didn't have a ton of yards tonight. He had some real important yards, some tough yards defensively. I mean, look, use it the whole front four. Just all of them. Just put them in a bag, give them all credit. Um, you know, one else, one thing else, too, we talked about this throughout the week, and it's got to be said it was quiet, but it was done well. The Chiefs linebackers in week 13 were a disaster. Gay and Bolton were awful. And I had a lot of people say, no, Bolton had 16 tackles. Go watch the film, man. He they was were, horrible. They were brutal in that game. <clears throat> they were They were excellent tonight. They didn't miss tackles. They were able in coverage. You know, you didn't see him time and again getting exposed. The Chiefs defense. I, I will say this: I don't want to get into the Super Bowl really because we got so much time to do that. We'll be down to Super Bowl. I, I am fascinated to see what Spagnuolo does with Philly because that is a that is a very unique team. The way they play, they have a great offensive line. Hurts saw Spagnuolo last year, but that was a. I mean, that defense was a mess. Like this is really going to be the first time in a lot of ways he sees Spagnuolo. 
I'm very interested to see how this game goes. Because one thing about Philadelphia, I think the Eagles might have the best roster in the league. Defensively, they're very good, but they play very straightforward zone defense. They do not come out of it very often. I am fascinated by the matchup in that game. I really am. But again, that's for another week. But I thought the Chiefs this week, this tonight, I mean, they found a way. And sometimes that's all that matters. Sometimes that's the simplest, but it's the most honest analysis there is. I want to give a shout out to a guy who I said was the X factor going into this game. Orlando Brown Jr. Orlando Brown Jr. had a hell of a game. Yep. He he had an incredible game. Again, I'm not saying you pay him elite tackle money. We're not getting into that right now. But you can win with Orlando Brown Jr. as we just saw. He stepped up. This is a massive man in a massive moment having a massive play. He kept Mahomes upright for the most part. Got to give Orlando Brown Jr. his credit. Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw the way Mahomes was moving around. If they were getting much more pressure than they did, the Chiefs would have been toast. They would have been toast because he couldn't escape. By the way, on that Super Bowl, Gruderam, this was uh, uh, tweeted out by, I want to give credit here, Jonathan Jones from CBS. This will be the first Super Bowl in history started by two black quarterbacks. Pretty cool. Yes. Uh, pretty yep. cool little nugget there. Um, uh, the Kelsey, by the and the New Heights account has tweeted out the promo poster, the Kelsey Bowl. Uh, Jason, sexy Batman Kelsey versus Travis, Big Yeti Kelsey. So it's the Andy Reid Bowl. It's the Kelsey Bowl. Certainly lots of storylines. But let's get back to this game. Um, Just absolutely incredible, man. Uh, I'm so – I'm just so beside myself. I I said before the game that this is – I wanted this one more than I had wanted a game since the Chiefs won their first, you know, their first Super Bowl in a long time, a couple of years ago. And it is as exactly satisfying as I thought. I wanted to ask you guys, though, about a decision late in the game that ended up not biting the Chiefs in the ass, but the decision to punt just before the two-minute warning there when the Chiefs had, I think it was fourth and five or fourth and eight, and they were just outside of field goal range, and they gave the ball back to the Bengals. What did you guys think of that decision? Was it... Wise to punt the ball there? Because I was like, oh, they're punting the ball back, and now the, the Bengals are going to beat them by a field goal again. Uh, it was pretty much how I thought it was going to happen, but it, it didn't turn out that way. Uh, I was unwell when they decided <laughs> to punt that football. Yeah. Honestly, man, I was so stunned. Like, if anything with the Chiefs, I'm always terrified they're going to do something that's like overly aggressive. And I was thinking, like, all right, they're at the 38. Now, it's so cold, they're not going to kick. I get it. Like, I get not kicking a field goal there. But what was it? Fourth and what? Like eight? Yeah, it was fourth and eight. Fourth, it was manageable. It was like, under tenure. Why are you punting this? Like I now. <laughs> Wait, time out. I love it how when you have Patrick Mahomes, fourth and eight is manageable. When yeah. you have yeah. the guy in the back of my shirt, Matt Castle, that was a lifetime. Yeah. Just a little perspective here, how crazy yeah. that is. But man, I'm telling you, I was like, there's there's no way. Like, I actually thought with Townsend, I was, like, hearkening back to that one fake punt they did against the Jets years ago. I'm like, she's going to throw this? Like, what is – I just couldn't believe they actually punted the ball. Now, I will say this. The only thing I could think Andy was thinking was if we don't convert here, the Bengals have to just go 25 yards, 30 yards. And McPherson's a hell of a kicker. I know he struggled at the times this year, but he's an excellent kicker. He hasn't missed once in the postseason. So maybe he felt like with this crew around 
Mahomes, like we're better off just playing the field position game and hoping for the best. I still, I still think it was the wrong decision. Yeah, but I do too. It was bailed out by the fact that the defense did do its job. And Sky Moore, I, I, I have to admit, when they punted the ball to Sky Moore, when the ball went up in the air, I couldn't even watch. I turned around. I'm like, oh, God. Like, all I could picture was him just muffing another punt. And then I heard, like, the yard lines just keep moving. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're going to score? I you know, turned around and went out of bounds at 50. So, um, bottom line, I didn't like the decision, but the the subsequent play backed up Reed's move, which was they are going to get a stop, and they did. And it, I mean, they almost it almost really worked out, right? Because they had him backed up, and they got yeah, him in the turn sixteen, and then they let him convert it. And I just and they just didn't cover Hayden Hurst, and I was like, "This is it. This is you know, they're going to march right down the field." And to your point, Verderam, if they did go for it on fourth down there and they didn't get it, and they made that one pass play, the Bengals are pretty much in field goal range um, at that point. So it was a tough spot to be in. I mean, I don't envy the decision making, but I was thinking, hey. Think this out to its log- logical conclusion, Andy. Like, you know, you don't get the first down here. You got to get a stop, but you're not getting the ball back probably with any time. Of course, I was dead wrong. Um, but uh, and By the way, we Jamar talk about Chase, the- uh, Jamar oh. Chase is on Twitter saying three third and nines. It's not happy. Feels feels uh, feels cheated. Although they obviously didn't even score on that drive. They in fact okay, immediately the- punted. Let's just be clear about something. The ref, they blew the play dead. The clock was fucked up. He was running onto the field. Just because you saw the play happen doesn't mean the fix was in. They didn't hear the whistle. That happened twice, by the way. The, the crowd, give them a massive shout-out. The crowd was loud as hell. Right. That was two times they could not hear when a play was blown dead. Crowd right. was getting after it. Got to give I, them a ton of credit. I got to be fair. I totally understand the the frustration. But here's the bottom line. It didn't affect the game. It did nothing. Right. The Chiefs then immediately took a fucking sack and punted. Like, the Chiefs literally lost yardage based off of it. Okay? And by the way, listen, and I know this happens every game. I get it. There were a couple of holds in that game on Chris Jones and Frank Clark that were, like, to the point of, like, I don't know if they just feel like the Bengals can't block them, so, like, the hell with it. We got to let them do something. I actually thought Chris Jones, on a penalty that got called, to be fair, they did call the hold. I, I think it was on Karras. I don't know if you guys noticed this in real time. He got held. He was so pissed that during the play, he just started running and screaming at the official. Like, he was just screaming at him, running at him, and then the guy, like, whipped out the flag and just threw it on the ground. Like, and I, I saw it in real time. I was like, two different guys held him? Like, but boy, I didn't even, they would tell you, like, yeah, we had to hold him. So, look, I'm not telling you the officiating was perfect, but I also think this. The Chiefs deserve to win the game. Like, and, and you know what? In the end of it all... If Osai doesn't do one of the dumbest things in the world, the game goes to overtime. And that's a, and that call is blatant as hell. Like, there's no, like, well, I mean, I got a, you know, I got a manual Acho right now on Twitter. Like, well, you know, the officials decide the game. Yeah, bro. Oh, dude, that guy's the worst. Hey, your life will be so much better if you just mute that guy. That guy uh, has never had a good take in his entire life. It's, it's incredible. Right. He, he, also, he, he also, chooses Skyline Chili over Kansas City Barbecue, guaranteed. The shit's a tragedy. That said, no, I listen. Pe- just please, like, look, man. Every game has calls up, down, left, right, whatever. Okay, God knows by the way, Super Bowl, Carl Cheffers, buckle up. But <laughs> that all said, that call at the end of the game on Osai is not only the right call, it is a necessary call. 
And if that if the Chiefs did that, I'd be killing the Chiefs for it. Like yep. that's not on the official. Oh, so what are you doing? You know, in that spot, I don't. By the way, that's not even like always in the homes thing. That's anybody. If you hit a guy that far out of bounds, bro, you're getting a penalty. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even see him arguing. They I mean, were. You see how funny he, he chucked him like a bowling ball. Like <laughs> it wasn't even like he just fell down. It's like if we we would blame D Ford for the offsides. We don't blame the refs. You blame right. D Ford. Right. If right. someone makes a boneheaded penalty, you blame the dude, not the ref. A couple of super chats let's get to. One from Penzinski. The Tyreek Hill trade won the AFC. Veach is dope. I will agree. Veach is dope. Uh, 19 EHF. Wikipedia briefly had Kelsey as mayor of Cincy. As he should. Uh, Mason Jupe. How do you feel about this game drawing comparison to MJ's flu game? Also, what are we coining this game as, Verderam? I'm thinking along the lines of one-legged wonder. I said 08 U.S. Open with Tiger Woods. What are your guys' thoughts? Well, starters, uh, Frank Clark, I just saw that interview. That is worth the 28 seconds. Don't watch it around, kids. <laughs> um, he, he basically just talked trash to about 20% of the roster and then the entire city of Cincinnati. Um, so, he, I mean, he really covered a lot of ground in 28 seconds. Um Hopefully NFL Network wasn't airing that live, or they're looking at two major FCC violations. Uh, regardless, you're asking me what what would I compare it to? Like what great event would I compare it to? He said the the MJ flu game, and what would you call it? He said the one legged wonder, something along those lines. I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm terrible at this stuff. I I would say, um, I, I mean, is is it the ankle game? I mean, is it? Oh, dude, you're better than that. Come on. Is it the ankle game? I'm with it. It's simple, though, right? Like 13 seconds. That's what it, that's everybody remembers that game for 13 seconds. Right. Is it the ankle game? Is it, is it the penalty? I mean, honestly, like, is it remembered for that? Like, is it remembered for, you know, but I I think it's his ankle. I mean, that's the thing everybody's going to remember about this football game. Is it not his ankle? I I I like, I like Red Redemption. See, Mickey (laughs) Gall's in the chat. Red Redemption. That's, that's fire. It, it's the ankle game. I, I don't think it has I don't think it has a comparison. I mean, it's cool like crossing sports, Jordan's sick playing basketball. I don't know how anybody could do that. It's insane. I don't know how like do you know how hard it is to play a football game in his position where 300 pound men are trying to rip your head off and you've got to stand and plant and throw the football on an ankle like that and after you've been running around on it, in pain for an entire game at the last moment, dig as deep as humanly possible and sprint to get that first down. All he wanted was to get that first down, give the chiefs a chance for one more play to get in field goal range. And that idiot from the Bengals who I don't feel bad for, I don't feel bad for him. He's an they, idiot. They can't get out of the parking lots right now at Arrowhead. Cause apparently there's a massive fire outside the stadium. So That's everybody's the stuck there. by the way, this is pretty fast. So Rick, Bol- Rick Burkholder, who's, of course, the Chiefs head athletic trainer, tweeted out 12 minutes ago, thanks for the support. And if you love the way Patrick played, then love this person, Julie Freimeyer. She designed and executed the rehab. And there's a picture of her holding the Lamar Hunt trophy. And Patrick Mahomes just, re- just quote tweeted it and said, Julie, and then in all caps, was the reason I was a guy I was on the field today. It takes everyone, but she can lead the charge all week. Now let's get Super Bowl ready. That's incredible, man. That's pretty cool stuff. 
What a great story behind the scenes. You rarely get to see uh, the people who are behind the scenes who, who do a lot of this work for the guys to get ready to go out there each Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Amazing story right there to get to give her her due, her props. Yep. A um, couple more Super Chats to get to. One from Adam. How about the love for the O-line minus the horrendous taunting penalty? We've given the O-line some love. Andrew Wiley, I don't know what he's looking like. I mean, it was a t- horrible taunting penalty. If you're going to taunt, don't look like a dumbass bird. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, Randy Watson says, rookie class gets the game ball. Paul DeSantos, uh, not a better way to get over COVID than a Super Bowl trip. So many heroes tonight and whole team effort. Love you guys and this team. Go Chiefs. Love you, dude. Hopefully you feel better. Bryson Cruz, storylines in this Super Bowl is going to be crazy. Reed versus old team. Kelsey Brothers, in my opinion, top two MVP candidates. Richard, thank you. And then Lawrence, there's nothing like rattling a QB. Montana wasn't immune to it. Brady wasn't either. Burrow's a stud, but the early sacks worked. By the way, uh, James Palmer after the game saying that Juju Smith-Schuster could barely get up a staircase after the game. So he was he was in a lot of pain, clearly. Um, now, listen, now the good news for the Chiefs is, and for everybody who's injured, they have two weeks. So, yeah, they have two weeks to get right. And let's, let's also – I mean, let's just be honest. Look, man – like, if they can walk their plan. I mean, it's a Super Bowl. These guys worked their whole lives for this. Like, literally, if he can walk, he's, he's going to play in this game. Now, the effect of this, who knows? But it's, it's the same thing. Lane Johnson, his tour is growing twice. And guy's just playing through it. Hurts is clearly playing through some injuries. Hurts is not throwing for a lot of yards in the playoffs. He's literally not throwing for 300 yards across two games. Now, part of that is, to be fair, of course, he hasn't had to. But even against the Niners, he averaged like less than five yards in attempt. He is... Maybe not 100%. I think he'd tell you that. But everybody's playing through it right now. So they have two weeks. Um, but in the end, man, I, I just – look, I think I think sometimes it's it's the easiest analysis is the right analysis. Like, they they pushed through on a night where a lot went wrong for them. And then some of that self-inflicted. But they found ways to make all the plays against the Bengals that in the past they haven't. I mean, really, sometimes in these big-time games, like, it comes down to two plays, three plays. The Chiefs got off the field when they had to get off the field late in the game, twice. Sky Moore, who has been, rightfully so, much maligned as a returner this year, has the return of the season for him. And then Mahomes, who's on one leg, Tries to scramble and, like, is going to get the first down, but is not going to get them into field goal range on that play. And Osai hits him. I mean, hey, it's decided on little things sometimes. The choice here, a decision there. A lot of guys stepped up for the Chiefs tonight. And they're going to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years as a result of it. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Let's talk about this young secondary because – you know, I mean, they grew up in a hurry, and they needed to. Yep. And I think that they were so impressive in this game because they got eaten alive by the Bengals earlier in the season. And in this game, the cover, like the the Chiefs didn't play scared. We talked about it all week. How are they going to cover these guys? Are they going to have the guts to go one? There were some smart double teams happening all over the place. They did get mossed a couple of times. That's almost inevitable when you play these guys. Yeah. Like some of those, those the catch that Higgins made for the touchdown and the the big catch that Jamar Chase made that they were covered perfectly. I mean, there's just nothing you can do. But what about the interception? Can we talk about the interception play where the where the where they batted it to each other? 
Absolutely amazing. Brian Cook just batted it right to him. It was phenomenal, man. It was a heady play, good awareness to to actually come down with the interception for Joshua Williams. It's just, it's impressive. I mean, it is incredibly impressive when your number one corner, Legereus Sneed, we know how good he is and how versatile he is in Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, some folks outside might not know how good he is, but we understand his value. He goes out fairly early in this game. Everyone gets bumped up one. Joshua Williams, who's not been playing hardly at all, Jalen Watson kind of took his spot back, is now thrust into a majority snap count role. He comes up with a big play. Uh, we, we talked about Brian Cook coming into this game. He might be getting more action. He got more action as the season got uh, went on. They might use him to go up against Hayden Hurst. He was huge, instrumental. I mean, these guys deserve so much credit. Spags deserves a lot of credit. Veach deserves credit. But it just comes down to they're not rookies anymore. They're playing like smart veterans at this point. And that's what's so impressive. Against really talented receivers, right? Like, this is the kind of game from a confidence standpoint that could really turn things around, have these guys take things to the next level. Like, what they did this year is nothing short of remarkable. Like there were real human beings who thought they weren't going to make the playoffs, and not like not like you know Raiders fan for life nine seven two seven two, which is probably also his prison inmate number. Okay, like not that guy, like real honest to god people on television who are like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And not only did they basically make the playoffs by Thanksgiving, and then win the division about a week or two later, like they're in the Super Bowl. They're in the Super Bowl. I mean that is. How many of us – I mean, we all sat here at the beginning of the year, and we also – I, I think it's fair to say similar things, which was we all thought they would make the playoffs. I think we all even thought they'd win the division. I know I did. I, I believe you guys did as well. Um, but there was a real – I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl because I felt like the Bills had loaded up. It was the last year before Allen. Uh, it was going to get expensive. And the Chiefs were reloading. Um, now, Miller's injury changed that for me. The second he got hurt, I felt it was a much different situation, and you saw why in that Bengals game. But what's crazy about the Chiefs now is, like, look, they got one more game to go, thankfully. They're going to they're gonna go into the offseason with a dozen picks of, like, 50 to $70 million in cap space. I mean, what they've done is ridiculous. The fact this team's in the Super Bowl is unbelievable. And, by the way, the line's down to two now for anyone who cares. Um, you know, they could very well win the game. They could lose. Eagles are really good, but they could also absolutely win the football game. So I just, it's it's all going to end where it started, back in Arizona. And uh, I, for one, am really looking forward to it. It's it's uh, it's just been an amazing ride this season. I want to give a shout out to, uh, I mean, we're not, we're not wrapping up just yet, but I still want to give a shout out to our whole, our, our production team, uh, Richard, um, Sean Daly, who's helped us out. Michael Zach helped us out. Um, the, the whole crew, Hunter Armour, like doing this show at week in and week out. It's a long season. And the, ex- the thing I'm the most excited to tell you about is Verter and I are going to be down there at the Super Bowl. We will have the Arrowhead Attic podcast live from Radio Row probably multiple times that week. It's going to be an absolute banger. And so shout out to all of you who have been with us all season long through the highs and the lows, especially our members, the ones who pay to be a part of our Discord and to be a part of our Chiefs community. You guys are why we're here. It makes it worth it 
I so badly wanted the Chiefs to win, not just because I'm a huge Chiefs fan, but because I wanted to crack open an arrow red lager with you fellas and talk about this incredible season in this game because this is the most fun thing. I can't believe this is my job. I can't believe I get to do this for work. It's absolutely incredible. So uh, cheers or prost to you all. Yeah, it definitely doesn't suck. Yeah, It right. definitely doesn't suck. This is amazing. It's so enjoyable doing this with people we we like to do it with. All of you people who who join us, even some of the haters. You know, sometimes the haters make this a little more interesting so you can come back, crawl back, and apologize. We've had that a few times. We have fans from other fan bases that join that are cordial. We have a nice little rapport with. It's just so enjoyable doing this with all you guys, with everyone, with this community we're trying to build. And again, Casey Birko having our own beer. No, that that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> it does not suck. So the the line being out of whack or, or in favor of the Eagles, how much of that do you guys think is due to the unknown and the Chiefs injuries in particular, Mahomes' injury? A little bit. Um, the Eagles have also hammered everybody they've played. Um, you know, they destroyed the Giants. They destroyed the Niners. Now, you could get into how much of that is because of some of the circumstances. Okay. I mean, I got news for you. The Chiefs would have annihilated San Francisco with that situation today. So, you know, look, I think people are going to look at this and go, I mean, what was the, what's the total so far? 69 to 14 in the playoffs for the Eagles. And the Chiefs, you know, look, there was a tight game with Cincinnati and everything else. I think that's part of it. Um, the injuries are another part of it. But I got to be fair. I, I don't think it's an unfair line that the Chiefs are line, getting a few points here. I think that line's going to end up being right around two points one way or the other. Like, I don't think it's going to be – it's essentially going to be a pick em. And it's gonna, it should be a good game. I think the big question in that game is going to be, can the Eagles zone defense, can that hold up? Because if you look at who they've played this year, quarterbacks-wise, if there is one question about the Eagles, and I've, I've mentioned this many times on Stack and Fox, they have played nobody quarterback. And I mean nobody. I mean, you want to go look at a list. Goff week one, who put up 35 points. Cousins in week two, but it was a Monday night game, so he's essentially Sam Darnold. Uh, Lawrence week four in an, in an absolute downpour when Lawrence lost four fumbles. You get past that, like it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers put up 33 that night. You get to Dak, he put up 40. Like, and after that, man, I mean, it is a who's who of a bum fest, like one after the next. They have not played a quarterback anywhere near the caliber of Mahomes or anybody with this kind of an offense. They have not played upper echelon offenses this year. And in a few times they have, they've given up a lot of points. The big thing is going to be, can the Chiefs protect Mahomes? They are a great pass rush. Four four guys with double-digit sacks, 70 on the season. That is going to be the big question. I'm so glad he's able to join us for a little bit. Hard at work on the website. The editor-in-chief of ArrowheadAddict.com, our co-host, Matt Connor. Come on, Connor. We've been partying. I've been smoking a cigar in the house, getting divorced. His, his wife already came in and was just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I need a kazoo. <laughs> How you I'm feeling, busy, buddy? I'm busy hand stitching my Mike Dana fan club president jacket. What the hell's going on? I mean, in a, call. that pass rush all day long was so good, and I felt like every time I'm like, oh, it was like almost Dana, and then Frank finished it up. It was Dana flushing out, and, and then 
I love it. I love it. Just what a day for unsung heroes. Yes. It's yes. crazy in a game that was already loaded with a hundred storylines, Burrowhead and Kelsey's or uh, Kelsey's back and Mahomes's injury and whatever. I remember saying before the game, it was like, this is going to be the game where some legacies are defined, but also some young heroes are going to rise up and never have to drink and like pay for another drink in Kansas city again. Yep. And then, Josh Williams, Jalen Watson. I mean, you know, I I heard just a little bit of the podcast earlier. Matt was going on about the rookie class. Totally right. Yeah. So, yeah. What, Sky Moore. Sky Moore caught that Sky punt Moore. on the 18 with 30 seconds left. I, yeah. You, yeah. There is a Super Bowl's worth of storylines in this single game. Yeah. Something's bound yeah. to be overlooked uh, here because – all the eyes are now going to turn to what is the Super Bowl. I'm excited about that matchup. I like the storylines that are happening there, but it feels like we're coming off of the Super Bowl in a way here. Yep. It's going to be kind of a weird few weeks emotionally for Chiefs fans to feel like like it's one summit into the next. I want to just make one quick point. By the way, somebody noted uh, in some books now it's a pick em. So you can get it anywhere. Some people even have the Chiefs minus one. So it's all over the line. Anyway, look, two things I want to note, one of which is more of just kind of me talking, thinking out loud. The other one, um, I think it's really good for the Chiefs that they have a bye week because that is a very emotional football game. Like they, They're going to need that week. I think it's critical for them that they get that week. Um, a lot of times your team plays a really emotional game like that, and it's hard to, it's hard to recalibrate six days later. Well, and they might still be hung over. <laughs> I remember when they were in the Super Bowl in Miami, I covered that game. And the, the Niners stayed like South Beach, right downtown. And we're we're getting, you know, a little little behind the curtain here. So when we get down to the Super Bowl, we get an app that we have a special login to, and it's just NFL communications app. And it tells you, like, okay, here's the time of the press conferences for each team and their availability and all this stuff, right? <laughs> so we're like, okay, great. Niners are you know, they show us the hotel they're at. We're like, great, it's a 10-minute bus drive. We look at the Chiefs availability. Chiefs are in Aventura, which is 45 minutes outside Miami. The Chiefs were not taking any chances. <laughs> with Frank Clark or Travis Kelsey getting – they did the early morning availability, too. They had it at 8 a.m. I remember Nate Taylor and I sitting there laughing to each other on the bus. It was like 6 in the morning. We're like, bro, no accident here. Like they, <laughs> they put them – out across the, the where they stayed in the hotel, across where they stayed was like a strip mall. Like they put them as far away. They're going to put this team in New Mexico this weekend for this upcoming week. Like they're going. I guarantee you, they're they're thirty to forty five minutes outside of Phoenix. They don't want them anywhere near any establishments that can cause a problem. Um, what I what I did want to say though quickly because I was thinking about this last night before the game, and I was going to say this earlier, but. I don't again. I don't know what's going to happen in Super Bowl in two weeks. Obviously, we're all sitting here hoping they win. They very well could. Don't get caught up thinking about two weeks from now. Like think about right now, because this team for decades was defined by what they didn't do, what they couldn't do, who they were never going to be, and now they're all those things. Like they have become what every Chiefs fan dreamed of them being literally for 50 years. Yeah. They are going to their third Super Bowl in four seasons. 
And I think because of the Pats and how incredible their their run was, it gets so jaded, like that's somehow normal. Yeah. That's so abnormal. I love my history, okay? You know how many teams have gone to three Super Bowls in four years? The Steel Curtain didn't do that. The Niners of the 80s didn't do that. Okay, the Cowboys did it. The Pats did it twice. And the Dolphins of the 70s did it. The Bills did it, of course, but lost all four times. So as far as a team that won at least one of them, the Miami Dolphins, 71 through 73, and then you've got to go all the way to the Cowboys of the 90s, who, of course, won all three of them, and then the Pats twice. I mean, that is the company they're keeping. That is ridiculous. And whether or not they lose in two weeks or not, like obviously it'd be disappointing, and, and I think they have a very good shot to win that game, but don't overlook what is tonight. I mean, think about, guys, less than 10 years ago, we're, we were thrilled to death they beat Brian Hoyer in a playoff game. Again? It felt yeah, like a miracle. Yeah. It felt like a miracle. I will never forget Niall Davis running back that kickoff to start that game. Yeah. And then just realizing as the game we're on, like, they're going to win. They're actually going to win a playoff game. Like, that felt like the Super Bowl. I never want this to be, and I'll never, for me anyway, allow it to be normal, that they just do this. This is incredible. And there's going to come a day where they're not going to be good anymore. And Mahomes is going to be a name on a ring. And that's it. And, like, he's going to bang the drum. We're all going to think back to what it was like. Don't lose sight of what it is right now. Right now. Three Super Bowl appearances in four years. And let me tell you something. The odds-on favorite already, I'm sure, next year to go right back. What they've done is incredible. And we should all just stop and recognize it and embrace it. And then in a couple days, rev it up and go, go play the Eagles. But for now, really enjoy it. And they I don't are. know if we've ever seen Verderam sentimental. It's incredible. It's bringing tears to my eyes. That man behind the heart of stone, there's a little <laughs> part. It's a little, little soft in there. A little bit oh, of human I'm, being. I know. I, I was shocked, frankly. I'm, I'm just no, surprised. No, you've, seen, you've seen it when his daughter's around. <laughs> you've seen the big softy side when Maisie comes marching in. I just want to say, though. She's going to be very happy when she wakes up tomorrow. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. The Chiefs are an, a, a, an eyelash away. They are a D4 lining up in the neutral zone, and Mahomes missing a wide-open receiver in the, in the red zone at the end of the game against the Bengals last year from going to five straight Super Bowls. Like, it's not like they, you know, they had no shot for a couple of years. I mean, they were right there. The Arrowhead Invitational was real. And and that's why you should always be confident in this team because they so rarely lose by more than one score. Very, very, very rarely. And so Verderam's right. I, I can't say it enough. Absolutely incredible run. Don't, like, if you've got to work tomorrow, if you can, stay up tonight. Watch, watch ESPN with Scott Van Pelt. Have another beer. Buy a stupid AFC Champions hat. Like, you know, that's going to be, you know, you'll feel weird wearing next year. Like, just whatever it is that you need to enjoy this moment to its fullest, do that. Have that extra beer. Stay up a little later. Take tomorrow off. You got a sick day. Like, just enjoy enjoy this. Read every article on Arrowhead Addict that, that, that they write this week. You know, drink it all in. Don't don't miss any of it. I remember Literally drink it in. Just- yes, yes, yeah. 
Go down to Casey. Drive to Kansas City this week. Take a vacation. Drive to Kansas City. Go to Casey Beer. Drink, get some Arrow Red Lager. I mean, smell the roses, people. Get a hotel though afterwards. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. What's don't this? try home. Drive like, home, whatever. Get, no, get a hotel. Go uh, into the wind. Batman Jones, Jones go to the script the club. Make sure you sleep on the couch. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, Hey, man, listen, I'll tell you right now. Tomorrow morning, I didn't even pack tonight. I got to wake up early tomorrow, pack for Mobile, get on a flight. I could care less. That is going to be – that flight is two hours and 15 minutes. It's going to feel like 10 seconds. I don't care. Get on that thing, sit down. I'm probably going to share it with a whole bunch of people from the Bears, usually do. So that'll be, you know, I don't know. Maybe we can talk about what it's like to go to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, although Ryan Poles knows. Man knows. Man's got a ring. Um no, it's just – listen, I think it's just one of those things where, like, the two weeks to the Super Bowl, there's so much time, and it's going to get filled up with so much crap. And, look, let me tell you right now, Andy Reid, he's going to get played out to death these next two weeks. The Kelsey brothers, that's going to get played out to death. Like, Br- Brett Veach, he's from Philadelphia. He, I mean, he is somebody who came up with the Eagles. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Spagnolo was a coach with the Eagles. He was a, a defensive coach when they went to the Super Bowl with Andy. Like, they got a lot of ties there, man. There's a lot of ties between those two organizations. It's something that we're going we're gonna to talk to death about. I mean, let's face it, we're going to be guilty of it too. But right now, to beat the Bengals after that week, oh, that is so sweet. That is oh so sweet. And the Chiefs, by the way, if you're keeping up on some of the comments coming out of there. It's great. Tommy Townsend is smoking a cigar. Yeah. And he's sitting in his locker in like the same pose bro was at LSU. I mean, Tommy Townsend is getting in on it. It's just it's an all out. Hey, I mean, what the hell? He's an all pro, right? I mean, Burrow's not. So I guess he's got every right to do it. Um he's got better hair too. He's got that going for him. I mean, hey, it, it, my father chimed in. I just texted me. He said, hey, I really enjoyed those Paul Wiggum teams of the 70s. Not so much. Um, you know, I mean, it just listen, this is this is one of those games. I don't know about all you guys, but watching that game, I went through the gamut of emotions about nine times. So <laughs> I'm just glad it worked out okay. Let's hit a couple of the Super Chats again. Thank you guys so much for your donations, for hanging out with us, celebrating with us. Shane says, MV Pat was great, but don't think this game should be about him. The defense was clutch. This should be about Chris Jones and his signature game. Yeah, Chris Jones. This was the Chris Jones game. Uh, Rhett says, considering the circumstances, second best win in franchise history. Do we just have to accept the fact Tony is a porcelain doll going Ford, I think we'll have to have some Sammy Watkins vibes when it comes to Kadarius. Tony Whiplash, the Eagles are frauds. They haven't played a legit QB all year. Veach is a real MVP. They're not frauds, but Verderham has pointed out they haven't really played a legit QB all season long, and I will give some uh, some credit to Brett Veach. And he also said, well said, Matt. Love you, brother. So, Verderham, how does it feel to be loved? You don't win that many games and get to the Super Bowl if you're a fraud. Like I, you know, they're, they they they. It, it doesn't mean that the Chiefs might not be a better team than them, but right. like they, they they played 17 games. Like I love when people are like they didn't play anybody. It's like I mean, bro, they played 17 games. Like it's it's you know it, it is what it is. Well, I mean, look, they're not. They're definitely not frauds. They also played the AFC South and the NFC North, which between them don't have one good team. Okay, Jacksonville was good by the end of the year, but they played Jacksonville week four. 
All right. Like the NFC North, I, let's be real. It was th- they played the Lions week one when they still stunk, and then they played the Vikings, who are the biggest frauds in the world. And those are those are eight of your games. They played Cooper Rush. They played Washington, and one of the games with the Giants, they saw Davis Webb. Okay. They saw Andy Dalton and they saw bum ass Arizona. That's the entire oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forgot Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett. That is the entire schedule. And then the Giants and a Niners team that didn't have a quarterback. Like, it is fair to say that this is going to be a massive step up in class filling out. Now, look, maybe they win the game, but I don't it's not it's not an unreasonable or unfair thing to say, yes. This is a massive step up in class for the Eagles. I mean, the would you genuinely would you compare any of those teams, any of the seventeen they played, to the Chiefs in any no. way, shape, or form? Not no, the Niners without, without the quarterback. They've dominated though too. It, it's not like they've squeaked by. A lot of those games no. are winning at thirty-eight to fourteen. Like no. they've taken care of business. I understand where you're coming from. I just hate the they've not played anyone. They've played who's on their schedule, and they took care of business. What do you want them to do? Lose? Nothing. Nothing. They deserve to be where they are, but they have played nobody, man. I mean, we're being honest. Like, they absolutely deserve to be where they are, and they've been very impressive. But that's not – those two things can be simultaneously true. They deserve to be where they are, but they have played nobody. I mean, let's just be honest about that. And when they've played decent teams, they have been close or they've lost. Like, Mm -hmm. so – Let's play this way. I well, think lost two games with Gardner Minshew. We, yeah, that, that, that yeah. at least has to be some sort of caveat fair, there. Fair enough, hundred um, percent. But I, I would say this: I think it's also like all this stuff's true. The Eagles are a very good team. They have not played a strong schedule this year. Their their, their strength of schedule is thirty second in the league statistically. Mm-hmm. The playoffs are about as easy of a run as you could ever have in your life. Okay, I mean they played the Giants and then they off a bye and then they played a Niners team that had two hands tied behind their back. Two drives into the game. Um, the Chiefs are a much more battle-tested team than the Eagles. Now, does that mean they win? I don't know. We're going to find out in two weeks. But the Chiefs have played a lot of really good teams this year. The Eagles have not. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. You've, you've convinced me. Chiefs by three touchdowns. They're That's your prediction? Connor? <laughs> you, can, you convinced me. No, it's not my official prediction. Oh, okay. I was just... I mean, I think there's something to be said though for the Eagles. If you look at the, if you're the Eagles, you're watching this game and going, "Hey, what's the injury report going to be for the Chiefs in two weeks? No doubt. What's 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 the status of a high ankle sprain that could norm that that does affect you for several weeks? It's yep. still going to be a thing in two weeks. If Travis Kelsey, are we starting to talk about him having back spasms and needing a chiropractor before games now in his mid 30s after this long season of 20 something appearances? There's something to talk about, let alone Tony, who's so good that he breaks his own ankles, that that Willie Gay, Juju Smith-Schuster, like all these others, uh, their own availability. You know, Rick Brookholder and his staff have, have their work cut out for them. And when we're talking about what the Chiefs can do against an Eagles team that hasn't faced a lot of top-quality opponents, the Chiefs may not themselves be at their finest hour when they suit up in Glendale, because of all the injuries they've suffered. So, you know, that that's something that's going to make it maybe more interesting as we talk about the caliber of opponents that the Eagles have played. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, I think there's going to definitely be well, 
I mean, I, like I said, I don't want to get too far into this game. I think this game's going to come down to one thing. If the Chiefs can block the Eagles, I think they're going to win. That's it. And that's a hard task. That's a tall task. The Eagles had 70 sacks this year, and they had four guys in double digits. I mean, they can bring it unlike any team in the NFL. I think the game's going to come down to that. If Mahomes has time, I, I, I will put my faith in Patrick Mahomes. And I believe in, in one thing with Spagnolo, he drives you nuts at times during the season. The man does empty the clip in the playoffs. Like, sure he sure does, man. He comes out with stuff that you're like, I don't even know what they're doing, but it's working. Like, he will – Hurts is a very good young quarterback, but he's a young quarterback. I expect there will be times in that game where not even maybe a turnover, but just like confusion. He'll hold the ball, beat longer, maybe I throw the ball away. I mean, let's, let's be honest. They put Burrow in hell in that game. They hit him 12 times, by the way. That, that and just even when he had time, how many times did he sit back there and hold the ball? Hold the, I mean, the Eagles are terrific. They don't have like, their weapons are awesome, but they're not better than the Bengals' weapons. They may be as good, but they're not better than them. I think the big question is the Eagles' offensive line is great. The Bengals is not. That's going to be the test in this game. The Chiefs, if the Chiefs can play them reasonably even up front. And on, on offense, the Chiefs can handle it. Now, one thing I'll say for Andy, that's where Andy comes to the forefront. He's very good at scheming out pressure. I mean, if you remember that 49ers game, the Niners couldn't touch him. Like, he just schemed them to death. It's going to be really interesting. But right now, man, I'm not ready to get there. I think it's going to be a very good game. I truly do. But it's going to be a lot of fun. But right now, I'm just I'm soaking in, in, a, in a huge one. Let's get back to this game with a super chat from Jimmy Trimble. What was the dumbest narrative around this game? And is Casey Beer the new Boulevard? We're not going to hate on Casey or on, on Boulevard. We're not going to hate on Boulevard. But Casey Beer Co. is the best beer in Kansas City. Brewed right here. You know where to find it. With only four ingredients, it's different. But Casey Beer Co., in my opinion, is the best beer. Travis Kelsey at the podium right now <laughs> just said that Cincinnati was a better city when Jerry Springer was the mayor. <laughs> I mean, just going all out, all out. Yes, that's incredible. Oh, that's great. That guy had it coming. Hey, the question in the in the super chat there was, what was the dumbest narrative around the game? You guys have a have a thought on that one? Yeah. You know what? For me, it's if Burrow wins this game, is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Does the AFC run through him? That was the dumbest. It didn't matter what happened in this game to yep. to try to to try to go that far. This dude hasn't won anything yet, but an AFC championship. He hasn't won an MVP. I think he's made the Pro Bowl one time. Like, get the fuck out of here, man! Like that was just such a bananas narrative that there was no need to try to shoehorn into this. Just just enjoy. Joe Burt, like it it's the same it's the same thing when people were talking about if if Mahomes beats Brady in that AFC championship game is like it's all stupid. you know it was all it was stupid then too it's it was stupid now Joe Burrow is a great young quarterback he he's going to be back the Bengals are going to be back it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out but Mahomes has no equal he has no equal in the NFL right now it's not even close I agree that's easily the dumbest narrative it's a narrative I was so annoyed about I wrote a whole column about it like it's just stupid it it never made sense, and now I'm glad we can put that to bed because now he's beating them, and 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 you know they're they're tied in these AFC title games and so on and so forth. Look, you know I'll say this: this has nothing to do with Burrow, but 
This is a t- this is not only a tough loss for obvious reasons. It's a tough loss because this is when they have their big window. Like he's on a rookie deal. Well, guess who's getting an extension this offseason? Now his big money won't kick in yet. You probably have a year or two, mostly a year, and then it'll kind of kick up, and then it'll really kick up. That's a hard one, man. Like you got the Chiefs with Mahomes on one leg, beat up in the game. You beat the Bills, you smoke them. Marcus Kemp is wide receiver three. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> like and Noah Gray and Jody Fortune out there with him. It was it was bonkers. You didn't you didn't win. Like that's that's a tough one. That is a real look. I want the Chiefs to go out in two weeks and win forty nine nothing. But no matter what happens, like they won. They got a ring. They like they have cemented themselves. For whatever you want to say about them, like you now you could say, hey, if they only win one, it's 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 a failure. What fine. But like they won. They've won a Super Bowl. If you're the Bengals, man, it's it's a killer. Like you got there a year ago and you played you played a Rams team you could have beaten. You didn't. Come out this year, they were largely healthy up until the end of the season. They lost some alignment. They get all the way to the AFC title game. They got two cracks on their racket to win that game, and they don't do it. You know, that's a tough one. If you're the Bengals, that's a that's a tough loss. Yeah, just really quickly, I, I mentioned that um about a week or so ago. The Bills are now going into that period. The Bills went all in this yeah. year. The Bengals will have about a year or two, like you mentioned, left of the rookie contract burrow. They're still in the, again, quote-unquote, easy period. The Chiefs decided to bite the bullet, trade Tyreek Hill, not bring back Tyron Matthew, say, we're going to go young. We might have some growing pains. Could be a struggle this year. From here on out, this should have been the hardest year for the next, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah. The foreseeable future, this was a tough year for Kansas City, and look what they've done. They've gone to the Super Bowl. It's incredible. Also, can I just – and I mean real quick, say, all the people that want to trade Chris Jones this offseason, all those people I've heard all year in my mansion, you know, they should trade him, they shouldn't – how's that going? Would you like to never go back to the Super Bowl? Because they're going there for a few reasons, but he's right at the top of the list. So – I would. My, here's how the negotiation should go. You should walk into Brett's office with his with his representation, the Katz brothers, and they should say, "All right, Chris, uh, here's a check, and here's a pen. Go for it. What do yeah. you think? Twenty five a year sound good? Twenty seven? Fine. That guy, like when they showed him during the anthem, and he had a tear running down his face. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately was like, this fucking guy is going to kill somebody. <laughs> like there, like there's like a real. He's always such a jovial. Ha- I mean, hell, he's been on the podcast, right? Like happy dude jumping around. They're showing all these guys are in the anthem. They're like, you know, and they show him and he's crying. I was like, oh my god, like he he is gonna. Whoever's in front of him tonight is gonna be in deep pain. Like, yeah. and he he put him in. I don't know what the numbers are as far as hurries. And hit, my god, he I mean, he sacked bro twice. He must have hit him six times, seven times. It was unbelievable. And then, like the one time Mixon, he basically ate him in the backfield. It was like the handoff, just unbelievable, unbelievable effort from from Chris Jones tonight. I thought honestly he was the best player in the whole game. But by, by the way, after the uh, after the show, Adam Best, our co-host, is going to keep things going on the Arrowhead Attic TikTok. Much more informal Q and A, just hanging out, Chiefs fans talking about the game. So make sure to check that out. I've got some sound here, just a, a short clip of Mahomes from the podium I want to play for you guys talking about uh, all the trash talk from everybody from the Bengals players to the mayor. Just 18 seconds. Check this out. 
Yeah, I don't mean to be uh, mean to be the bearer of bad news, Patrick, but we can't hear anything. Oh, you can't hear it? No, no. It, it was a very long, awkward pause as you were kind of laughing in your own screen down there while my we were bad. here trying to have some nice smiles yeah. pretending. I found on the on the show before. I guess my mic didn't pick it up. Mahomes wasn't talking loud enough. Basically, he said, the mayor came at me, man. I realize he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he's got to think about something. Pretty, pretty <laughs> hilarious. I love that they've taken just absolute shots at the city of Cincinnati. Like not even like the Bengals. It like it was like the Bengals weren't worth taking shots at because they beat them. So then like Kelsey and Mahomes are just decided like the hell with it. We'll just go right after the city. Um, the only thing we're missing at this point is is one of the Chiefs taking a plate of Skyline Chili at a press conference and just launching it off the back wall. I, that, I mean, it really. And again, man, I'm not a big trash. Like I, I, you know, I don't care if players trash talk. But like to me, it's not something I really pay attention to a lot. I think it's a waste of time. The Bengals have it all coming, all of it. Like you, like you talk that much. Your mayor is asking for a paternity test for Burrow Mahomes. Like, look, man, you've got that shit coming to you, coming to you, like all the way. You. Had enough, you know, you're talking Burrowhead and all this stuff. Your quarterback's wearing all this goofy stuff going to the stadium. And look, you're begging for it, and they got it. And Burrow, quite honestly, for a guy who was supposedly ready to take the mantle tonight, not a great game. I know he was under duress. I get that. Six and a half yards in attempt with two picks. Yikes. And by the way, could have had a couple other ones. Like McDuffie had a ball go right to his hands first drive of the game. Like, not not exactly cloaking himself in, in glory in that football game. And the Chiefs were in his head. I mean, you could see that the pre- the pressure was affecting him, and it wasn't just on the hits and the sacks. It was the times where he saw somebody coming through and just bailed on the play right away. I yeah. mean, when they played him last year, he ran around a lot more. He extended plays. Remember all the times he slipped out of sacks? You could tell he was just – he was a little bit skittish. And the interception, the first interception he threw, was a direct result of all that pressure. I credit to the Bengals. I think they will be back, like at least to some extent. I think they're well coached on both sides of the ball, and it looks like they're not going to lose like some coordinators. Burrow's still going to be cheap and young. They've got a lot of good pieces. They can still put this together for another run. Um, they should be the class of the AFC North um, without really major issue. And I, I think they'll challenge the Chiefs. You know, they have good they have good reason to believe that. But I also love the fact that the Chiefs shook this monkey and and really, I mean, the front office is gonna have to do some work once Burrow gets more and more expensive there. But you know, if you're a Bengals fan, you're thinking, we lost our line. Remember when the Chiefs had all those all the front line injuries when they lost? We spent that offseason. Well, V spent the offseason redoing the whole line, and then it was you know, it got better, but you know, there's some of that that I understand some of that, whatever, but also reading a bunch of these comments that are like not wanting to give the chiefs credit in a game where they like dropped an interception, dropped that touchdown, that touchdown's called back for a, a penalty, all that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's just silly. It's just silly. And it, those guys are going to be expensive. The receiving market, as Matt pointed out earlier in the show is absolutely insane right They're now be 30 million a year plus Paul. right all, all three of them are, are, are gonna so you know that a guy like boyd i don't know the, the status of everybody's deal or when they're up but like 
he's going to like he's going to go to free agency because he's going to get outrageous money. So so Boyd, let me just so to be clear here, Boyd is 29 years old, okay? He's not going to get crazy money, but when his deal's up, like he's not going to go back. There. I'd be shocked, okay? It, it, some team will pay him to be their number 2 and not their number 3. Um the problem the Bengals are going to have, and I didn't think it's an argument. Is look, so Boyd, he he's got one year left on his deal. That's going to be it. He, he's not going back. They can't. I can't pay everybody. No. Higgins has one le- year left on his deal. If they're smart, they pay him right now. If they're going to pay him, they pay him right, right now. But let me tell you something. If I'm T Higgins, I'm like, hey man, AJ Brown's got four years and a hundred. That's where it starts. Like. I'm the number two on this team, and I'm knocking down a thousand yards a year, no problem. Oh, yeah. With less targets than AJ Brown's getting, four and a hundred minimum is where this thing starts. And if I'm Jamar Chase, oh please, that that starts with I'm the highest paid receiver in the NFL. You're going to make me that. And I remember asking, I asked three very prominent agents who have negotiated contracts of over a hundred million dollars, and this was before the season started. If you're an agent for Burrow or Herbert. What would you ask for if they have good seasons? All three of them independently, it wasn't a group chat, all independently said, I would start at $55 million a year. Oh. Guess what? If you're looking at keeping those three guys, and I understand that numbers can vary, okay, by year, you're realistically at some point looking at a combined cap hit with those three guys of about $110 million bucks. That's, I mean, that's reality, man. Like, yeah. That's reality. So, and this is a team with the Bengals. They are not a team that throws around a ton of money. And there is a rule in the NFL that when you sign a player, the guaranteed money in that contract has to go into escrow at the time of signing. In other words, let's say you signed Joe Burrow and you signed him for five years and two hundred and seventy-five million bucks. Okay, and that's fifty-five a year. And two hundred and twenty-five million is escrow is is guaranteed. Mike Brown has to put two hundred and twenty-five million dollars into escrow at the time of the signing. You know, you want to know why their stadium is no longer called Paul Brown Stadium and it's called Paycor Stadium because they need the money, and that's not a joke. I had one agent flat out tell me they're going to have to take a loan from a bank, like they don't have that kind of money. They don't have oil money like Jerry Jones. They are a mom and pop. Like Paul Brown started that franchise and left it to Mike Brown. That is the family business. They don't have Kraft mac and cheese, right? Like, and I'm not saying it to be funny. I'm, I'm serious. Like, right. they don't have outside ventures that are funneling money into them, like the Hunt family had when they started the Dallas Texans way back when, and they made their money in oil, and they had so much money that the Chiefs were a hobby, and it was fun, and it makes a gajillion dollars now. The Bengals are going to have to pay these guys. And if you look at the contracts they've dealt out, they've paid more recently. They don't pay high in guaranteed money. They don't do it. If they want to keep this team around, Mike Brown's going to have to do something he's never done. He's going to have to dole out literally hundreds of millions of guaranteed dollars. It'll be very interesting to see if they do it over the next 12 months. So you're saying KC's in a good spot? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because if, if he – by the way, we might have seen the last game of Joe Mixon in a Bengals uniform. Yeah. Just I saying. believe it. All right. Let's give out some hardware. Time to give out some arrowheads. There are so many 
players to choose from. So this is going to be a fun one. So feel free to give out a couple. Uh, let's start with you, Sterling. Who's getting your arrowhead? Oh, man, I'll go Harrison Butker. Yeah. I'm going to go Butker. I, I don't want to do We're some of the obvious points. ones. I, I'm going to go Harrison Butker. He was nails, man. I Again, we talked about it early on when he went up to kick the game winner. I didn't have the nerves. I go, it's over. <laughs> He's going to drill this. Something about him in the playoffs, in these big moments, no one's talking about how is the ball lined up with Tommy Townsend? Is he going to snap hook this one? It goes, no, no, no. It's playoff Butker. It's in. And that's what we saw. Butker gets my arrowhead. And, and, and Mahomes called him out on the podium. And rightfully so. He knows. He knows how huge Harrison Butker has been for them and how huge he might be for them in the future. Uh, just, I just thought I wanted to call that out because I thought, man, Mahomes is such a good leader when he did that. Like there were so many things that he could say. And he's like, I need to call out Harrison Butker. And it, you know, I'm, we know how important confidence is for kickers. So, Matt Connor, what about you, man? Who gets some arrowheads? Uh, I got to go Frank Clark. Look, when this season started, most people were upset that Frank Clark was still around, right? That the Chiefs had to work out some sort of way to restructure the deal. And even then it just seemed like, oh, we're still paying him too much. And that guy was never worth X and, you know, forget it. Like, like just an afterthought. And then they were pissed at the Chiefs for not doing more along the defensive front. At season's end, we just saw that defensive front win the AFC. And not only that, but Big Frank has shown up in big ways in the biggest games, and he did so again this year. So even for his detractors who were like, well, he hasn't done that since that Super Bowl run. I mean, he's still doing it now. He's doing it to a level where I'd love to see him come back on a on – a, some sort of moderate agreement for next year. It'd be nice to kind of keep him around in some sort of mentoring rotational role or something. You're right. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think Frank deserves a little bit more credit than, than what he's gotten overall in the season, especially when coming in, it was about Uzi charges and, and renegotiated contracts. Frank playoff. Frank is real, man. Like playoff Frank Frank is real. And if, if he has another impact on you know, if they go to the Super Bowl, I mean, they will. But in the Super Bowl, if Frank has makes a couple of impact plays in that Super Bowl and the Chiefs went, I mean, where does he rank? start to rank for you in, like, Chiefs lore? Of, like, re- like, right? Like, really high. high. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll just say my, my arrowhead, my, my father's throwing out spags in the D-line for the, what it's worth. Uh, I – um. I mean, I, look, it's so obvious, but like Mahomes, I, yeah. I, I just don't think it can go unsaid. Like the guy is out there. Everybody will remember that last offensive snap for Osai taking that penalty, and rightfully so. That penalty does not happen if Mahomes, who has half a leg, is running for a first down. Like guys can talk, man, and be leaders out, but like, you're really a leader in what you do in your life and what you do on the field as a football player. That was leadership. Like, I don't care how bad it hurts, what it's going what kind of hit I'm going to take. I don't care. Whatever it takes to get us to a Super Bowl, whatever I have to do. That man is making $450 million on a contract. <clears throat> and all the endorsements and everything else, I mean, that guy's going to literally, by the time he's 30, probably be worth a billion dollars. Okay? He could have easily just said, F it. I'm going to chuck it out of bounds. We're going overtime. 
fine, right? Like, they weren't trailing in the game. Nobody would have criticized them. And yet he turned it upfield, and they got lucky. Osai hit him late, and they get a penalty out of it too. That's great. But, man, like, I just – like, we could obviously talk about Chris Jones. We could talk about MVS. We could, we could talk about all, you know, all these guys. To me, it's Mahomes. Mahomes set the tenor of that whole game, how hard he played, and without him and without everything he did tonight, they, they don't. I mean, they look, they barely won, and he had 320 some odd passing yards and that scramble. Like, they needed everything out of him, and he's doing it with nobody outside of Kelsey and MBS. Like, they had nobody left at, at, at the end of that game, and he still won. He still won. How many quarterbacks have Marcus Kemp out there in a conference title game? They're like, it's fine. We're going to win anyway. <laughs> right. Not the bag on Marcus Kemp. Like, right. the guy, he's a good special teams player, but I mean, it was incredible. It was incredible. No. And hats off to Marcus Kemp, too, by the way. Like, longtime special teams guy, not not very often put, was put yeah. in the lineup, was, you know, off the team this year, came back on the practice squad. You didn't hear any grumbling out of him, just did his job, happy to be there, comes in a big spot, makes a big catch for them. I'm going to give mine to well, – I mean, I'm giving out two. We can't give out arrowheads without giving one to Chris Jones. Just can't do it. Um, you know why. And MVS. The last man standing at that receiving core, often you know maligned for you know, having stone hands on occasion and dropping balls he should catch. He made some tough catches in that game. One, one of his big catches was, was, was not the best throw from Mahomes. It was a difficult grab. Went up and got it. Six catches, 116 yards. The touchdown caught six of eight targets. Had one that was 29 yards. Just, just incredible. And I'm giving out one more. Sky Moore. They do not – They like. I don't know what happens in overtime, but they don't win that game in regulation without that punt return from Sky Moore. And if that doesn't get you jacked up after what that kid went through, where we were tweeting, and rightfully so, do not let Sky Moore return punts anymore. He's not good at it. Forget it. Just have somebody – just do a fair catch. Just let it roll around. Who cares? He went out there, and the biggest moment of that kid's life and the biggest moment of his career – caught the ball on the 18-yard line with 30 seconds left and put his team in position to have a shot to win the game in regulation. I mean, what more can you say? Absolutely incredible job by him. It's just the entire game was the redemption story. Incredible (laughs) all around. Finally, a couple of Super Chats to get to. One from Jimmy Trimble. Say a few words about new defensive line coach. Joe Cullen. Yeah, Joe Cullen. We've talked about it a little bit here all season long, but Joe Cullen, in my mind, deserves a ton of credit for the turnaround of the defensive line. Chris Jones gives him a ton of credit. That means something in itself. But Joe Cullen, here is to you, John Beer Bauer, Lamar Hunt Trophy back home at Arrowhead, best fan base in the NFL. Thank you, John. Thank you for the care package you sent me, by the way. That was really cool of you. And then Wiley Possum. Guys, how about a Sky Moore special team set play set up by a last second field goal too? How about that, Wiley? You must sit that right when Patrick was talking about it. Yeah, great well, minds think alike. Dave Tobe, here's to you. Yeah, yeah. Dave Tobe also caught a lot of flack this year, and uh, his guys came through tonight. They don't win the game without special teams tonight. Absolutely incredible job by them, and they're going to need them. I have a hunch in the Super Bowl. 
All right, fellas, we got to get out of here. I got, you know, I got more beer in the fridge. I'm not going to my column. Yeah, Verterem's got to work. Matt Connor's probably got more posts to do. Sterling and I have more beers to drink. Again, check out the Arrowhead Attic TikTok. The party doesn't have to stop. Adam Best can be over on the TikTok. Link in the description, uh, or you can uh, you know Google it, search for it on TikTok. He'll be chatting maybe for a couple hours with everybody talking about this Chiefs win. Uh, again, huge hats off to our entire staff. All of you guys, it's so fun doing the show with you. To Adam Best, to producer Richard, to producer Hunter, all the producers who have helped us this year. Our members, you guys have been absolutely incredible. We'll have our regular slate of shows this week. Things will be a little bit different. Vertigram is going to be in Mobile, so I'll need to find a co-host for Thursday. We'll get it all sorted out. Um, but I just, we're so excited. We started doing this podcast after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And we were doing it audio only when they lost the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay. We are so excited to bring you coverage live from the Super Bowl all week. We'll have people back here in KC. We'll be in Arizona. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And uh, we can't wait to, to bring all that to you. And we thank you all for your support all night long. Any, any parting thoughts before we get out of here, fellas? Three Super Bowl appearances in four years and a chance to win a second one. Um, if they win the Super Bowl in two weeks, it's arguable that they're a dynasty. I think so. Uh, I'll just say, let's fucking go. This is incredible. Uh, I, I will I will be more crude than you, Verderam. I'm incredibly excited. This is not something I ever thought would happen in my lifetime. Again, when you grow up with Tyler Thigpen and Brody Croyle and, and Damon Heward and, and Matt Castle, you don't ever expect to be here. We're now the team that other teams hate. Remember when you hated the Patriots because of Tom Brady? They always won. That's where we sit right now as Kansas City Chiefs fans. It's incredible. It's amazing. The Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. They beat the Bengals. Let's fucking go. Make sure you are on arrowheadaddict.com. I don't I would be remiss if I did not mention Connor and the whole staff at arrowheadaddict.com churning out articles, insight, predictions, analysis. It's the best Chiefs website out there. Matt Connor does a great job. Obviously, he's the captain of the ship. You will be in good hands this week if you stick right here on Arrowhead Addict, the YouTube channel on arrowheadaddict.com. I can't think of any 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 other information you'll need that's out there. And of course, follow Verderam on Twitter. I know there's a lot I know a lot of you are draft nicks out there. Verderam will have lots of good inside information yes. on all the people that the Chiefs will be drafting at number 32 yep. <laughs> with the draft in Kansas City. It's going to be a hell of a I few uh, weeks here. I will be down in Mobile. I, I'll get there tomorrow afternoon. I'll be down. And by the way, we'll be doing some Arrowhead Act stuff. I'll, I'm hoping I, we're going to figure it out. We'll do the mailbag tomorrow. Might be a little later. Um, but we'll get that done. Um, there's going to be yeah super follower stuff throughout the whole week too. I mean, there's going to be enough to last a lifetime. There's a lot of content. So yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, go for it. Obviously you get it all here on the Aerodynamic podcast, but yes, there's also some extra stuff on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, and I certainly will, uh, be tweeting out plenty about the senior bowl, which I look forward to. And then three days after I get back from the senior bowl out to Arizona for a week, uh, of a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. For Sterling Holmes, for Matt Verderam, for Matt Connor, for producer Richard, for Adam Best, my name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you guys later this week. Go celebrate. But until we see you again, as always, go Chiefs.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.